crazy, disruptive, explicit. We say it like it is. Real world sales and marketing. Real stories from the road. Yeah, it's the real shit. This, this is the Wreak Havoc Podcast. Love that part. My ears are ear, like, what ear. channel is it? Ear to ear. Great. You might have to change it if the uh, quarantine doesn't come off soon because you're not telling stories from the road. Right. Telling stories yes. from the couch. Telling stories from being <laughs> bored. Telling stories from the other room. It's like, that was exciting. As it Remote workstation. We are in some weird times right now. Real weird times. So we, uh, something we're going to look back on. We keep doing, I mean, we, uh, you try to not be super locked into the topics, but yet still, uh, it's kind of hard to ignore the fact that we're not in the quarantine situation. Right. The coronavirus. We're not. COVID-19. The weird. We are? We are. Okay, I thought you said we weren't. No, I'm saying it's just hard to say that we're not because we we are. <laughs> I thought I woke up from my bad dream. Like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh God. You guys, I Let had this out. dream, and there was this COVID thing, <sighs> and then the economy took a giant shit, and uh, people were freaking out, and there were people driving <laughs> in their cars with masks on and gloves in their car. <laughs> oh, my God. We're in such a weird time right now. So. Coming off a good uh, episode last with Mr. Teleria and kind of keeping it light. Was, that was pretty good. He was good. fantastic. Was Thanks, Blaz. You're did a good. Shout out, Blaz Teleria. Uh, did, did a real cool job there. Um, we are going to go a little bit uh, back into the the uh, the positives, you know, and try to get back into something that would uh, bring the, bring up the mood a little bit. So we came up with uh, this episode is going to be uh, not being a product of your circumstance, Mm-hmm. Being a product of your decision. God, I need a shirt that right? says that. I can make that. <laughs> you are that person. <laughs> I can make that. Speaking I'll of do that it. person. I will build a, a wall yes. that says it. Yes. A mosaic. Yep. I'll print it on the t-shirt. I'll tag it on a wall. Do whatever you want. You're a go-getter. I like that about you. Oh, thank you. Speaking of the go-getter in the room, our uh, previous guest, a two-time now, more than that. Well, we, no one we we changed one didn't make it to air. It didn't. Oh, true. That's she's right. been in the she's been a, in the crowd quite a lot. A lot. She's, she's, she she's is the been gallery bartender. Yeah. She runs the wine for us. Uh, Miss Heather Herring is here this evening. Oh, thank you. Where's my sound effects? Oh, yeah. shit, Come on, right. man! You're running the board. No, hold on. Oh. They like crowd you. goes nuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they really were excited hey, about hey, that. Hey, hey, you oh. guys stay six feet apart. So. <laughs> Anyways, we uh, kind of—I mean, which again, it's true. And then what we're doing right now—we're we're in a circumstance that we, I think, for the most part, the majority of the world, other than the media, thinks is bullshit. <laughs> um, I would probably guess that the majority of our listeners are probably going to think it's bullshit because we kind of have a business-oriented podcast. I just to go back to work. <laughs> People just want the economy back. So we're, we're in a situation where I think we have a circumstance that it's weird because we've talked about this. I am not a news guy. I don't like the news because it doesn't affect me, right? Like I always... Be, there's, you know, the weather may affect what my decision is, but some of that other shit doesn't. And it always drives me crazy. People are like, you didn't hear when... Trump said that he was going to do this. I said, if I did hear it, it didn't change what I was doing today. Well, let me throw this at you. 
two cats in New York were diagnosed, confirmed COVID-19 positive. Well, how's that affect you, Trevor Brown? We don't have cats. I guess I have to keep being not a cat person. See, you're a product of your circumstance. Right. And I'd also say that those two are pussies. <laughs> Where's the rim shot? Oh, turn that up. Dude, you gotta do it. Turn it up. There we okay. go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was, you gotta be better on the board. We need to we need to work I'm on it. I'm trying. I'm new at this. This is I'm never gonna I'm letting you seat. you know what? I'm letting you sprout some wings. I know, it's exciting. It's I good. get excited. I get excited. It's so, killing me. It's killing me because I bet. I'm like, oh, you're like in the passenger seat holding on to the old shit handle. Press the button <laughs> for the love of God. Oh, God. It's all right. Yeah. So anyways, that's what I kind of thought we'd be, uh, be making. I think I would make a good episode this time talking about this because of the circumstances we're in and the decisions that we can make. Mm-hmm. Here's what I love about it. That idea, it is applicable everywhere. I mean, it's applicable to a 12-year-old kid. It's applicable to the 12-year-old kid's parents, to the teachers. to the. It's applicable to everybody. Accountability is kind of a cool thing. I had two 16-year-olds in my truck today. We were going to pick up some lumber. We were working on a project. You need to start recording those conversations. I know. Well, it'll just make yeah. me dumber. I think I get out of the car dumber sometimes but tales from the better. road the older they i'm definitely seeing the difference between listening to 14 15 year old boys to 16 their their humor is getting a little more on the adult level which is pretty funny uh but anyways was was uh driving with them today and and it's a couple of kids i haven't spent a ton of time you know it's a couple of my son's buddies that come over to the house all the time but don't get them you know by myself or not without gavin yelling at them or something but gavin was on the job site you know coaching the other guys on how to build and do things so i ran to the lumber yard to go pick up some more stuff and needed them to load so we were in the car and i got a couple calls because right after the governor's speech and my brother called and buzz called and you know mm-hmm. they were kind of going off about you know we were talking about the situation and stuff and um what phase are you and so it was kind of funny so the boys are like talking about it like 16 year old boys would you know and they're like yeah it's crazy like we don't you know, and they're talking about not really having a sophomore year, and you know it's kind of weird. And glad they're sophomores, and glad they're not seniors, and you know, and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, they're like, yeah, everything's just screwed up. And I'm like, no, nah, you know what? You got to really think about your like. This is this is the situation we're in, right? And play into this topic. This is the the circumstance, right? And I said, you guys have a choice right now to like get ahead. Like, cause there's going to be a lot of kids right now that are your age that are spending every day sleeping till noon or one and getting up and playing the Xbox or the PlayStation. That sounds like my kid. Right. I said, you, you guys have an opportunity just by the fact that you're here this morning working with me, learning how to build with these, you know, my product and being able to get trained on this stuff. You guys are actually doing something to get ahead in these times, in this circumstance, your decision to learn in this is going to be different, right? I, I told it to Gavin the other day because Gavin was saying, uh, you know, was sitting there talking about, well, Dad, they locked our grades and, you know, we can only get better grades. You know, we can only improve. We can't go down and, you know, I've got like straight A's, so who cares? And I'm like, and he said, there's a couple of classes I can get a little better grade in, so I'm working on those two but not the other ones. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You need to work on all of them. And he's like, damn. He's like, I got an A. Like, I have a, like a 99. Why would I do that? And I'm like, so then we talked about it. I said, because in these times, what you do when people aren't looking 
is going to make a difference. I said, you never know. 100%. Dude, what? I said, here's, here's the thing, because he's all about football. Everything's football. I said, what about this? What about if your English teacher or science teacher, because I know that's a, a guy that's a sports guy. I said, okay, so you're a science teacher. You have an A in there. You don't have to do anything. Say he, two years down the road, he's now a varsity football coach, or he's in some form of role that you want to get a referral from him for something to go play football at Oregon. And they're like, yeah, we, we talked to this guy and he's, you know, you know, what is he, what's he going to say about you? I said, how would it be if all of a sudden that guy maybe was in that decision says, you know what? Even in that quarantine year we had, he had a straight a, but he still turned his assignments in like that kid's a good kid. That's the kind of kid you want character or he, or he goes and tells your coach, you know what? Just so you know, I like him a lot. That kid had a straight A. He was a 99%, and he still, when everybody else didn't turn it in, he turned his in. that teachers talk to each other? Yeah, weird. <laughs> weird. And communicate, and coaches communicate with teachers. What? So, I mean, and, and there's a bigger picture than what you do on the field. It's also in your brain, too. So, I mean, I don't know. It's it's There's opportunities right now in a weird circumstance to make a decision that's going to make a difference. But it's perspective. I mean, I, man, I pound on that all the time. I pound on it with my kids. I pound on it with, with people at work. Look at it from the ground level. Get a different perspective from the roof. Get a different perspective from 10,000 feet. And you're going to see different things. You're going to see things down the road that you can't see when you're in it. And that, I mean, that's, that's character. That's wisdom. That's experience. That's why you want to. That's why you want to have a mentor that's experienced things, that's screwed things up, that's figured out the hard way. And they go, "Hey, man, this stuff matters. It counts because it's building blocks of character." And ten years from now, there's going to be somebody that tells a story about you when you were a kid, and they go, "You know what? Here's my experience with that kid, and here's when I knew he was special." Dink, one story. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, All those at- things matter. Everything. And we're seeing it in business. I mean, we talked about it with like, I mean, what do you think with the suppliers right now, right? There's circumstances right now where certain suppliers can't do stuff, but they're making decisions to try something different or to do something different. You're making decisions. You're trying different subs right now that you don't normally use because the circumstances are a certain way. You have to make that decision. It's going to change who you do business with in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Like you look at like if I can't get if I can't get something that I need to get a house done to get it sold, then I got to go. I got to go a different route. Right. And you, and you have to look outside the box. Like um, oh, the parade house. I was supposed to have granite installed uh, on I don't know a week before it actually was, and all of a sudden I get a phone call and they're like, "We still don't have your granite in stock. We're not going to get it." And so I made a couple phone calls, went and picked new granite that was in stock, got a different fabricator. He went out, you know, templated the house on a Thursday. Normally it's a one week to 10 day turnaround. He was out there on Monday installing one house and on Tuesday installing the next house. (laughs) Smart guy. But he also was out there looking for business. So he's calling around looking for builders because he had a couple builders that their cabinets didn't come in. (laughs) Yeah. So he had jobs lined up. He had workers that he was set to pay. He needed work. So he jumped in there and took care of me. Well, guess what? I got a new granite fabricator now. Yeah. That's opportunities. It's positioning. It's opportunities. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll give you the flip end of that that deal. I never, ever want to give my 
contract or whoever I'm working with, my business partners, I don't want to ever give them an opportunity to go look somewhere else because I can't get something done. So in doing voice work, contracting out for that, one of my deals was I want to turn it fast and I want it to be good and I'm going to be anal about all the things I need to be anal about. I never want to not be able to take the job because if I do that one time, if I do it one time, they're going to go find somebody else and I run the risk of, of potentially losing that business. If I nail it every time, if I, every time I get up to bat, I hit the ball, why replace me? But the thing is, is if somebody has been, been good to you for a long time and you like something happens, it's, it's out of your control, which I had already waited a week past to get my, to get my granite. I'd already, you know, because they'd been good to me. They'd always done right. They'd always, you know, been on time, taking care of my clients. So I had given them, you know, time to rectify the situation and they just weren't able to. And so then I had to go look for something else. Well, and there's there's an element of that too. That hey man, that's that's business. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. I <laughs> I can't wait for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to move on to something different. And it's not like you've burned that bridge. It's just hey, look, you weren't able to deliver, and so I had to get it from yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I, I had a timeline. I had to do something else. Right. Which is that's how it works. Yeah. Well, that's it. You don't. You know, you made a decision that that's you're going to make that happen where there's a lot of people, I mean, we're seeing it in this time frame with uh, suppliers, with different contractors. You're seeing people just kind of, you know, we talked about an MMA called turtling up. They just turtle up. They, you know, hunker over and let someone beat the shit out of them, you know, and just, and, and I think people are in this time frame. It's amazing to hear, like, especially with, where we deal with so many builders in different ways in different states and different geographies. Like I'm dealing with, you know, all kinds of different people and you, you get their perspective on what's going on and it's a whole different deal. Like, I mean, it's like some people are, you know, completely just like, yeah, this is screwed. Like, you know, I'm not going to make any money. We're going to be, you know, the, and then I got a lot of people who are just like, dude, we're killing it. Like, this is awesome right now. Like, we're so busy. I mean, I am I personally am super, super busy right now. So, like, um, I'm having some of my best months ever. And really, this is kind of ramp-up time of year for me. I, I don't really peak until August usually. Um, and I'm concerned, so I'm calling people and saying, hey, hey, did you, uh, did you just buy a bunch of shit because of coronavirus? Or do you do you really need it? And oh, no, we really need it. We've got this, this, and this going on. And it's causing me to basically take, you know, what I'm dealing with. And, and, and to be honest, I think that is a good thing that I'm all, you know, I'm kind of eating crow a little bit. I'm not a guy that likes to make frivolous calls to sales, but you know, I'm, I'm not that sales guy. I don't like to waste people's time. I don't like my time wasted. So I have a hard time calling people just, you know, and asking them just about, checking in, right. Hey, how's it going? You know, I hate that. Like I always have to have a purpose. I like, I'm calling them with an order. I'm calling them or, you know, with a lead, I'm calling them with, Hey, I'm coming to town. We're going to do this. You know, I've got something to give them. Um, I've been doing a lot of calling around just like, like, Hey, I'm just touching base. Like what was that order for? And what did you, you know, digging in a little bit made me feel a lot better because these people are just plugging right along right. now. And then you'll just get somebody else you talk to that all of a sudden it's like, ah, oh, yeah, it's just crap. We're just going to, you know, I'm, it's just going to be a bubble. It's going to, but it's like, you start to realize why, like I said, it's not like everybody's in the same situation, same circumstances across the board right now. You're seeing how everyone reacts to it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, and that's, that's the, 
that's the overall thing I'm see that I'm blown away with is just the complete total. I mean, even away from business, more in social aspects, seeing how people can react to things so differently. Oh yeah. Well, the the idea that we're all in the same storm, not all in the same boat. There's, I mean, that's kind of a profound, deep thought of, yeah, because you're in a drift boat. Put a motor on that thing, man. Or, or start rowing. Yeah, do or something. get an oar. Do something. Well, we're just going to follow it where it goes. Or. <laughs> Dude, I'm out, of, I'm out of work. Yep, I'm out of work. I don't know what to do. I'm out of work. Dude, I watched a commercial tonight. Domino's Pizza's ready national commercial saying we're hiring everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, these some of these delivery companies are frigging hurting for people to DoorDash people are oh my god Uber Eats. So it's like killing it again. Here we go back into the pivot thing that we talk about all the time. Mm. Pivoting. This is a this is we're in a time in our lives where this is like the biggest pivot of all time. I mean, you're seeing people pivot too. I mean, we talked about this on other episodes, but like the biggest pivot you've seen, you know, people going to working from home. Yeah. People are used to working in an office are now working in home. People that are used to going in and sitting in a conference room are getting used to sitting and looking at their computer and, you know, being on a conference, you know, call or a Zoom call or a, a, a go to meeting or whatever. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. that's what we're is becoming the norm. I Here's mean, the interesting thing about that. If you're not bringing value to your company, working remotely, it's not your friend. <laughs> <laughs> True. There's going to be some reshuffling yep. of a lot of different companies that are going to get smart and be like, hey, man, we're going to look through. If we had to furlough people, we're going to look through it. Who brings value to the table? Like, the, again, and I go back to Coach Jodes. What am I coaching my people, my kids, my whoever? Be coachable. Be Bring value to the enterprise. If you're not and you've got time where you have downtime, what are you doing to add tools into your toolbox to benefit the enterprise? Right. Because you have time to do it. Are you taking class? Are you honing something? Are you honing a skill? Are you making some calls? What are you doing? Because eventually we're going to get out of the storm. The storm's going to go over. If you're in the same spot that you were when the storm started, you're now behind. The companies that are succeeding, that are killing it, are positioning themselves in an intelligent way that once this thing blows over, they've done acquisitions, they've hired maybe different talent that was let go from other places. They're putting themselves in a position to where now all of a sudden they're not two steps ahead of the competition, they're 20 because they were being proactive during the storm. That's on a, on a company, on a corporate level, but it's also true on a, on a personal level if you're an independent sales rep, what are you doing to get better? Are you reading? Are you listening to podcasts? Are you listening to this podcast right now? Yeah. You know, the putting out the content thing. I mean, that's what yeah. we're focused on. I mean, you look at what we're doing. It's like, okay, how do we get more of our information to our customer in, in a way that they want to listen to it? That's why we're focused on, uh, I mean, Heather's getting ready to start her own podcast. We got her hooked on the juice now that she's... <sighs> come in here and see how much fun it is and how cool we are she wants to be cool like us she's gonna actually let me be on there every once in a while because oh I, you're nice yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna let him co-host it that's sweet i don't know anything about think, that stuff but no. i think it's just because do you want somebody funny equipment, 
I would love I'm somebody funny on there. I am your guy. Trevor, on the other hand. Um, I have headphones on. I can hear you guys. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, so back to the point, though. Um, you're talking about you know people working from home being employees, and maybe they're not bringing value to the company. Maybe the company's not really bringing value to that employee's life either, and that employee is looking at a side hustle. Touche. Now is the perfect time to be looking at that going, look, how can I take control of my future? How could I become a business owner and then not be reliant upon that employer anymore? 100%. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is. A, it's a good time to put all your shit out on the table. Yeah. There's no excuse. I mean, really, They're, like we're revamping, ding, ding. we're revamping websites, we're revamping our business cards, looking at all this stuff, launching a podcast, just all these things, it's like, I normally don't have time to do all of this stuff because we're so busy. And I'm still busy right now, which is great because other people don't have stuff to do. So builders that I've been trying to get the ICF block in front of are now like, hey, I don't have anything to do. I'm going to start looking at this. Right. So it's, it's And that's kind positioning. Of a, it's it being is. in the right place at the right time. It is. And it's continuing to market. You can't just sit there and say, oh, you know, we're in quarantine and, and right. I can't pull permits on this and I can't do this and I can't do that. Oh, woe is me. No, it's like, what can I do? Let's focus on that and let's move forward so that our business is just going the whole time. And what can I do well? Yes. What can I do to leverage something that doesn't make me look like a heel, that doesn't make me look like an opportunist prick? I mean, everybody in the freaking world's doing in these uncertain times. We're banding together to do this and kill the sad piano guy. Like, there's so much. Buy a Toyota. I've tried to how use comedy. You, how do you? And so here's an interesting thing in within the bigger picture of marketing right now. Everybody's like, ooh, ease up on the comedy because there's a there's a timing to that. But at the same time, stick. Stay to your guns, man. Run what you brung. Like, if don't quit branding who you are because people are smart, man. Like, oh, they can tell when it's fake, they can totally tell when it's fake, and they can totally tell when you're leveraging something. Mm-hmm. I mean, so one of our big clients is a big auto dealer, and it's been really, really difficult to try and find a good balance of hey, listen, we're doing all the necessary things to keep everybody safe. We're doing all of that stuff. I don't need to I don't need to list a whole bunch of boring shit that frankly you should expect that I'm already doing. Because that's a right. waste it's a waste of my time for Are me you to sanitizing? Are you washing your hands? <laughs> oh my god, really? Oh. Real great. Weird. But always doing that. Mm-hmm. The the challenge is how do you continue to brand who you really are, but have a relatively okay call to action that's not offensive to those people that are getting their ass kicked. Like don't tell me it's a great time to don't buy a car. You- because it's not. Because I don't have a fucking job. <laughs> yeah. But that, I mean, it's, okay, so how do I balance out? It does out? seem ironic that it's like everyone's running these ads and it's like everyone's worried about their money. So they're like, we'll just come here and we'll do uh, six months without payments. Right. And you're like, but here's the thing. There are people. getting me more into debt is what <laughs> you're doing. You're asking me to get on, bring on people. more debt. For some people. But here's the thing. It depends on how you market it. Right. If I'm doing a big broadcast thing on traditional media, I'm talking to a whole bunch of different people. If I'm doing a a digital campaign where I can be way more specific on who my demographic is, it's a different game. But the reality is there's people that have money that it's time to buy a truck. 
And the reality is, well, hold on a second. Uh-huh. So you're telling me that's I can get. That's what we're get, doing on Saturday. Yeah. Honestly. That's what, I mean, we're, we're, I mean, we're having the, big, like I said, I'm having the biggest April of my life. Ding, I'm ding. having the, you know, I mean, we, we, I had the biggest single sales week I've ever had a couple of weeks ago during this thing. So, right. I mean, we we're in that situation where we're like, we can take advantage of some of these so things that's, and we're going Saturday. That's look the at target. Our, so now here's the challenge. How do you inform the target Hey, by the way, this is a great time to buy a vehicle. You can defer your payments. You can get 0% for like 100 years. This is a really good time to buy a vehicle without offending the person that can't pay their mortgage this month. That they're, you go back to, I'm a product of my circumstance. They're looking and they're the victim and they're looking at stuff going, how dare you advertise? I don't even have a job. Because they're so self-focused. But here's the danger. There's a big check mark in the screw you box for that customer that relates to that client. And it's hard to dig out of that hole. So how do you advertise? How do you market something and stay up on top of that but still let people know, hey, for some of you out there, (laughs) it's a really good time. One of the things that they're doing is they're saying, hey, listen, if you're working from home, why don't you buy from home? We offer, this is a pivot, right? We offer complete online purchasing of your new or used vehicle and we'll deliver it right to your driveway. That's awesome. Not everybody's going to do it. It's okay. All it, all it shows is- Know your audience, though. It's know your audience, but know it, your audience. it's saying, hey, listen, we're doing, we're doing everything we can to make it easy for you to meet your needs. I'm not here to sell you a car. I'm here to help you buy one. There's a difference. Right. I love that line. Because yeah. it's subtle, and people that get it get it. It's not a tag. And it's line. hard because that car business is tough. Like car that. business, and they and honestly, the negative side of me is like, you guys, you guys have to take the high road on this, and it's a it is a long dollar thing. I get that you need to sell cars because you have units on the ground, whatever the hell that means. But be aware of the environment that you're in. I understand, but it goes back to your point, man. We got to get this economy. Got, we got to get it going again. To, yeah, and it's a it's a tough road to hoe. Yep. So anyway, I think it's I, I think it's another way to do it, and it's to go back because I, I, one of the things I was thinking about with you the, with the podcast and what we talked about. You know, we're I am and both of us, but me specifically are specific to a certain brand within that industry, and so with me, it's easy for me to dial in and be like, all right, how do I sell more of my brand? Right. to this person, right? And I think that the the avenue or the interesting thing that with Heather and I talking about, so her, uh, the website or the uh, podcast, Build With ICF podcast, you can go check her out at buildwithicf.com. That's all of Heather's branding stuff. But it's not, she's not going nice in. Nice URL, by the way. She's it not is. going at this, you know, as, hey, buy from me. I am, you know, I'm the person, I'm the one. The reason she likes the the buildwithicf.com and buildwithicf podcast is we're, we're going to actually have guests on there. She's already lining up her guest lineup of our people that work for other companies within here and that are doing, but basically what we're looking at and what we talked about with this is like, how do we build the brand and bring value to everybody, you know, our customers included by showing them, stuff 
kind of behind the curtain, if you will. Like this is, hey, we're not going to just blind you and bamboozle you with our own bullshit. Here is why some people use other brands. This is why this guy works for another brand. This is why this guy's an engineer for ICF. You know, we're not trying to be specific. What we feel like in this time, like I said, where everyone's kind of reaching for something to grasp onto, like how do you bring value? I think you bring value by showing people a educating people on the product and then let's fight over the brand. So right? I want you to educate people. ICF is what? Insulated concrete forms. Okay. So so we build structures out of insulated concrete forms or giant styrofoam Legos and basically they, you know, they you build, stack them up and you pour concrete inside of them and mm-hmm. it replaces I mean it can be used for just a foundation or a basement wall. Um, and then that's where you standardly started within the business 30 years ago with these. And now uh, we're primarily doing a lot of above grade. We're going into doing um, schools and hotels. and Well, that's got to be way more expensive than stick built. But no, Jody, it's not. <laughs> it's Just the same wait. price. Just wait. There's more. <laughs> but that's the conversation. See, that's it, right? Yeah. Because you start it's educating you, people. Yeah, you engage somebody without, again, it's not, I'm not selling you. I'm educating you. When You're you do the research, the you'll come and find out who I work for. Absolutely. Right? I mean, if you hear me on the podcast and you like what I have to say and you're interested in that product, you'll go click on the podcast. You'll click on my bio. You'll see me. You'll see me and you'll be able to figure out where I work. Right. And that, and that's the thing. And the same thing happens with the build with ICF.com, you know, you know, same thing happens with build with ICF podcast is, is you're going to get educated on building with ICF. I mean, that's going to be the generic. That's the, that's what you're looking at. You can go very easily track down, you know, what brands that, that Heather builds with or or you can easily track down, you know, that she also owns innovative custom homes and innovative draft and design and, and be able to do you have a podcast on that yet? No, I don't. <laughs> Not, that'd be too many podcasts. I think the thing is, is build with ICF kind of encompasses everything that I do right? because the drafting company specializes in ICF plans. The building company only builds ICF homes. We, we also remodel and our additions are done as, as much as we can using ICF. Because it's just something I believe in. Right. And the thing is, is the the whole reason that we were talking about the podcast, it came about with trying to educate people. I really don't, like, yes, I would love to build, you know, a bunch of houses for, for I don't, I don't want to be a production builder, but I would love to build more than I currently am. Mm-hmm. Okay? But I'm not everywhere. So it's a win for me if I can educate people and they just simply switch and they, they build with ICF, period. Right. Cause it's building it better. It's not okay. Like the reason I switched is I didn't want to just build what code says I need to build. I want it. Cause code's a minimum by the way. It is. It's the <laughs> minimum. And I don't do, I don't want to do just the minimum. I want to build it better. So that's where it was funny. Cause I saw something that said, build it better. And I'm like, well, build it better, build with ICF. And that's how the whole website came about. Ding, 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 ding. And I was shocked when it was even available. I've been doing this 20 years. That- if she would have said, Oh, we need to look at build with ICF. For, I would be like, that's taken. Like, I mean, how is that not taken? I we I, I don't, don't know. know. I just got the YouTube channel too. Yeah. So now she has the build with ICF YouTube channel. She has build with ICF. Are you like a like magical fairy? That? Like, what's going on? I, I have lots of mad skills. We learned a new one tonight. Yep. She cuts hair. <laughs> you, really? I cut his hair before dinner. Let's say, turn your head. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I had a really good template to go from, so thank you yeah. very much, Kelsey, for that. Um, I just had to follow, you know, within the lines, so yeah. it's pretty simple. 
Yep. It's his face. I, it's his face I'd be worried about. Mm-hmm. Can you fix that? Does, does this haircut make me look fat? No. Nope. Oh, it's your face. Your face makes you <laughs> look fat. And you may want to sit in a different posture. You think you may want to sit like that. <laughs> okay, as we digress. <laughs> Have you listened to this podcast before? Yeah, that's a all few we times. Do. Di- digression? We're going to start calling it that. The Reek Digression Podcast. The progression of digression. Welcome. Welcome yeah, to got to bring it back. You always bring it back. So Yeah, we always got to bring it back. But the, the positioning of that stuff, that so th- there's a a phrase that I will tell people all the time in marketing. If you're not part of the conversation, you never get picked. So one of the exercises I would do in terms of writing is I would say, okay, here's, here's a phrase I'm going to write, and I'm going to exclude certain things out of it intentionally because I want you, I want to direct you to find your conclusion because your conclusion is a thousand times more effective than my conclusion that I give you. So the statement is, hey, let's go grab a sandwich for lunch. Within the context of that sentence, I have restricted what you're going to eat. I have restricted the geography of where you're going to eat. It's lunch. So we're not going to go very far because that's how lunch works. You're not driving 25 miles to go eat lunch. 99 times out of 100, you're not. You're not going to go get sushi because sushi's not a sandwich. You're not getting pizza. Maybe a gyro, probably not. So sandwich and lunch have restricted down that deal. It's all about positioning of how I want to do it versus saying, hey, let's go grab something to eat. Something to eat is ambiguous. Is it breakfast? Is it lunch? Is it dinner? The intentionality of the writing on that is all about the positioning of where I want you to go. It's directing you to get to the conclusion that you're probably going to get to if I give you all the right information, right? So the build with ICF, the brilliance of that is, look, I just want you to get this on your radar because you're going to do some homework and you're going to figure out, wait a minute, this is better. The insulation is better. This, All these check boxes, well, what, it's got to be way more expensive. Well, it's not. I should build with ICF. Dot, 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 right? But it all it does, it positions you to be a much stronger candidate for the right answer. But you go back to the beginning of it. If you're not part of the conversation, you never, ever get picked. Jim Bob's Sushi Shop never gets picked when we're talking about sandwiches. Right. I think it's, and we're seeing, I mean, it's just, it's that time. And I think there's more and more, I mean, we're frustrated with the situation we're in, with the, with what everything is like right now. But we're also going to have to believe that we're figuring out things, like I said, this podcast, the things that we're doing um, that are going to be better when we come out the other side of this. And I think that goes bringing it back to the, you know, your circumstances versus your decisions. You are... You're not, I mean, people can easily just be a product of the circumstance. That's a way, that's a way easier way to go, right? It's the decisions that you're going to have to actually think about, make, and then execute on. We talk about execution all the time. Execution, it's the whole ideas are shit and execution is everything. That's, you know, a Gary V quote from the very beginning that I follow. And it's one of those things that you can't sit there and, and, and even come up with these ideas, which I think you're seeing a lot of too, right? Like, and I'm not in corporate America, but I definitely see enough social media stuff and people making fun of it that, you know, all these corporate guys are sitting at home losing their mind right now because they're not used to being at home, you know, and they're just like, 
well, we gotta, we gotta do this. We gotta do this. You know, we gotta do. We're gonna come up. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. If you don't execute on the ideas of what you're doing, and with the have the integrity to, uh, to, I'm trying to think of the word you use all the time, but like your what your intentions are basically to have the correct intentions and execute them. Oh shit! I knocked myself out with my microphone. <laughs> uh, excited! Wow. <laughs> I wish we had that on it's, video. It's, Me too. Uh, it's on my head there. Uh, but like you can you can have all these great ideas from you know from home and whatever these executives are doing. But one, if you don't have the right intentions or you don't execute on them, they're just shit. It's just another fucking meeting. You know, I mean, and, and we all hate meetings, right? And it's like I'll tell you what, that has gone under the microscope. How many meetings do we need to have face to face? That conversation is a different ball of wax now. Huge now. Because people are like, mm, you know what? I never realized how much time Tom wastes in those meetings. It's been fantastic having him on mute. <laughs> it's just There's just so many really crazy things that are coming out of you know some of these things we're doing. But it, it was interesting when we, I was looking at this as the topic for the episode that I, I, I was looking at going, okay, let's look at the reverse side too. There's people that have really, really good fucking circumstances. Yeah. And they fuck it up with their decisions. <laughs> so that's a whole nother aspect, right? Like we're we're focused on like, hey, shitty circumstance. Make a good decision. Make your life better. There's some people out there that I I mean I that I know, I've seen, I've watched, man. They were born into good circumstances. Or they, you know, their business went a certain way and they had great circumstances and they made bad, fucked up decisions, you know, and it's like you can go just, I mean, let's just in case you're listening to this and you're in a good situation, a good circumstance, if you don't make good decisions, it can fuck you. Well, it can and go the other way. The other side of that, too, though, is the knowing why something can fail, but knowing why it's, it succeeds and being able to articulate the both ends of that coin, both sides of it. Yeah. Why is it working? Because sometimes it's pretty hard to mess it up. But you need to understand the dynamics of what's the why. I mean, I'm a, dude, I'm a huge nerd on that. What's the why? Tell me the why. Yeah. Don't don't tell me, you know, the, the classic marketing bullshit or the whatever. We're friendly and courteous. Yeah, everybody is. Come on. Right. Tell me something that's, what's your why? Why do you do what you do? Why does this succeed? Why does it not succeed? If you take this business model and you move it to another state, does it still work? And Why? Understand, take it apart, take it all the way apart, and then walk out of the room, come back in, and look at it again and see what you're missing. Because I guarantee there's there's things that you're going to see that you didn't see before because you just get fresh eyes on it. But understand understand the why. Why does it why does it succeed? Why does it fail? Or why can't it fail? Right. It makes you better. It makes you better no matter what you're doing. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're a teacher, if you're on a concrete business... It doesn't matter. Figure out what the how how do you make how does it succeed? What are the things that make it succeed? How do you make that better? Can you make it better? How do you refine the process? Can you refine the process? Take it apart, put it back yep. together, then do it again. And then do it one more time. It drives my kids nuts because they do it once and I'm like, awesome, do it again. Cause you're gonna see something that you didn't see before. There's a a story, and I cannot remember the guy's name, but it's a it's a it's a famous story about this professor. Uh, 
it starts with an A, and he tells this kid to study this fish, this student, and he leaves, and the kid studies the fish, and he counts all the scales, and he does, like, goes through this fish again, like, hours studying this fish, and the, the professor comes back, and says, well, tell me all about the fish. He tells him all these facts. And then he says, okay, well, you, haven't, you haven't seen it yet. But it's just this illustration of when you think that you've exhausted everything there is to know about what you're looking at, you're just really scratching the surface. Mm -hmm. There's more to see. And it, it, at the end of the day, it comes back to time, the time you put in. Yep. All right. I, and that's going back to the even the kids, the, the boys, and talking with Gavin and talking to his buddies. I'm like, it's all going to be what you put into it right now. Like what you get out of this situation, which I hope it's not. I hope that this is a one and a a million deal and we don't see this again. A you know, one and done. A one and done. I, I hope this is over. Uh, you know, there's anyway, but it, it, you know, I just told him, I said, you're going to, this is what's going to build character in this situation. You have to, you're dictating what you're going to get out of this whole thing by what you do right now. Like the, the getting up early and going to work or the, you know, doing the homework when you don't need to, because you can't get a better grade in that class than you already have. You know, that kind of thing or the, you know, that's the type of character. I mean, and go to call back to one of our old episodes of, you know, piss droplets and shopping carts. It's the, it's what you do when no one's looking. It's the, it's those decisions you make when no one's going to know that you had that decision to make that really builds the character of who you are and who you're going to be, especially with these young kids, who you're going to be as a man is okay. You didn't have to do that homework. You didn't have to go for a jog today. You didn't have to get up early and go do some work. You didn't have to do the dishes, you know, for your parents or whatever. Like these are all those things that in this time you can't look at this as your six month summer. That's what you know, it's not it's not <laughs> about having a six month long summer. It's about what did you do in this time frame so that you're ready? And and I you know, and with Gavin, he's a football player and and so it's like, all right, what are you gonna do? that makes you a better football player when you get back. If, if half the team is off doing, you know, sleeping in till noon and not doing any push-ups or lifting weights or doing anything because all the gyms are closed, are you the kid out there that's actually still getting up in the morning, working out, going for a run, do eating right, you know, like so that you're ready when football does start back up, you know? And I think it's huge. If, if you can't figure that out, then, you know, now it sure makes it harder to do when you're an adult. So... I think I think a lot of people are just in a situation where they think that this is this is what they've been dealt, and this is what they have to live with. And I, you know, and I, I think that's you know, again, call back to your episode, Heather, when you were on before, and we talked about you know your circumstances. I mean, you were given circumstances that you had to deal with, right? You had to make decisions. I mean, you you know, you said you're a young mother. You were you know fighting against the odds basically since you were 15 16 years old you had circumstances that most i shouldn't say i mean, probably say most yeah most probably in your situation would have succumbed to but you made a decision to be who you are today which started when you were 16 years old i yeah i didn't make a decision to be like i didn't set out to be a certain person or to be a certain way i just like made a decision to prove people wrong and to be like, no, I'm not going to be a statistic. No, I'm not going to do this. I have goals. I have dreams. I'm going to do that. 
Right. Do you you're not the circumstance. Do you no. remember you're the decision? A specific moment where you're like, "Oh hell no." Well, there, yes, there's there was a couple of of oh hell no moments, um, but it was I can't even like I, I I can't even like really put it like out there as to what it yeah. like put into words because there were so many things. There's so many things that are going on when you're 16 and you have a baby. Yeah, like. You, there, there's a lot of shit left to do in your life at 16, and you're like, how am I going to, like, am I am I going to, you know, how am I going to go to school? How am I going to raise my kid? How am I going to have a social life? How am I going to go to college? How um, All of those things, and it's just like, when as soon as somebody tells you you can't do it, and then if that person is somebody that, you know, is close to you, like, in my case, it was my mom, like, saying that you're not going to do those things, it's like, oh, yes, I am. Yeah. Just watch well, me. Well, even asking those questions, how am I going to do A, B, and C? Yeah. Just, I mean, that's a testament to you're wired that way. I mean, there's an element, and this is one of my big questions. There's an element of wiring, and all parents know this if you've got multiple kids. Yep. They're different. And one kid's wired this way and the other kid's Mm -hmm. wired that way. They're just wired different. But how do you instill some supplemental wiring into kids that there's going to be kids that you can put your foot in their ass and they're just going to be like, hmm. No. Yeah, true. So you can't. You, I think that you just have to be open and honest with your kids. Right. And and you do the best that you can as a parent to to be open and honest with them, and not, I guess, put our preconceived notions about maybe somebody else that we knew that right. did make a bad decision, and you know, did you know they didn't make something of their life. Well, and again, it's the pick it apart. Why did it succeed? Why did it not succeed? If they, if they didn't put in the time. Yeah. They have to want it. Yeah. If you're, not, want it. Like if you're my, not planting seeds, you're yeah. not getting a harvest. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. So like my daughter has been sober. She's, it's, we celebrated a year in, what was it? February. Mm-hmm. So she'd been sober for a year in February. She made that decision. I wanted her to get sober and do those things for herself for a long time. But until she wanted it, right. it was never going to happen. And now that she wanted it, she did it. It was a lot easier. And it's just, it's amazing because now she looks at it and goes, well, crap, I did that. At first, I didn't think I could do it. Now I've done it. It's been a year. Now what else can I do? Right. Which, if you can give, I mean, I'm a big advocate of that. You give somebody a taste of success and they're like, oh, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. I can do it. I am smart. I am talented. I am gifted. I am blank, blank, blank. Then I think the, the natural human DNA is... I like that. I like that feeling. Yeah, <laughs> I like that feeling of doing I good. Want, yeah. I want some more of that. A mm-hmm. uh, little, oh, little shot back to the, the student, the fish, and Agassiz. A-G-A-S-S-I-Z. That's mm. that fish story. That's and it's basically looking into the, it's just look into the next level and the next level and the next level. Hmm. Kind of an interesting story. Mm-hmm. There you go. Boom. Mike I to was, the drop. Yeah, I guess. I started to go with a, uh, went another direction. Did you hear the uh, audio on the, did I just do that or something? That was me. This right here when I did this. Okay. And it made, see if I can make it, do it again. It's just a chord. It's me. It's my electromagnetic personality. Can you make it do this? I can. Yeah. What about these magical crickets? Yeah. That's how we do. That's how we do. This is this is like watching a dad teach his son how to drive. It's kind of precious. 
Or back up a trailer, probably. Or back more up ac- a trailer, yeah. Probably more yeah. accurately. Yeah. It's more like watching and back mm-hmm. up a trailer. Yeah. Yep. I couldn't back up a trailer for so long. I was so bad. So bad. I'm I'm genetically uh, just gifted with that. My ex wife was, which I got to admit, pretty embarrassing. She's like, You want me to back it up? And I'm like, Yeah. Yes. Someday I'll get to that point. Back up the trailer. Do it. Fine. And I'm like, Oh, shit, you're good at that. You need to go further to the left. Good job, honey. Yay. Uh, yeah, luckily I've uh, I I've been gifted with multiple things that I am probably the top of my game, top of the world game number one with things that don't make me any money. Mm. Backing up a trailer, there's no backing up a trailer. Well, you know what? Wait, wait, wait! But you taught Gavin how to do that. And now Gavin can back up a trailer pretty damn good. In fact, he took a video of where he backed the trailer into yesterday. Yeah. Took him two tries. Yeah. But uh, Gavin's making pretty good money being able to back up a trailer <laughs> at 16. At six, yeah. Well, but how many 16-year-olds how many can six, back up a trailer? How many 16-year-olds have a one-ton pickup and a dump trailer that they actually get to drive? Yeah. I mean, not None. many. <laughs> yeah, he's got a pretty good hookup. So yeah. he's Yeah, he's killing it. But he... But again, it's so that here, decision, it's circumstance and decision, right there. Exactly, circumstance is he doesn't have school for the rest of the year, or or football practice, or, or football, workouts, right. or so he can't go work out, he can't go to the gym, he can't go to school, he can't do. So what he's been doing, he's been getting up seven thirty every morning and getting out. He's been booked for like eight days straight. Today they booked two more. Deals. He's basically just what put. Are they, a, what are they doing? He just put an ad on uh, Craigslist and on the Nextdoor app. Saying high school students looking uh, with a dump trailer looking to haul stuff off. If you have stuff that needs to go to the dump, let us know. And basically, these are just getting calls. People basically putting piles of shit out for them, and they just go around this dump trailer and pick up stuff with the dump trailer. So they go and they load it. Some of them, they, you know, some of it they're actually, you know, cutting stuff down or weeding or something. But a lot of it is just people that. Don't own, you know, like Gavin says, like, man, a lot of people just don't own trucks or trailers, yeah. you know? He's like, it's amazing. Or they just don't want to go don't. to the dump. Well, or <laughs> all these people are stuck at home with nothing to do and they're doing all these backyard projects and oh, they got a yeah. lot of trash. Yeah, and they pile all their shit. They're cleaning out their sheds. They're cleaning their garage. So he's just pulling up and doing this. And the great thing is, is he's, like I said, there's, he's, he's taking the circumstance that he's in and he's made a decision. He's making the most of it. He goes, dude, I'm going to, he goes, this coronavirus is going to pay for my, my new tires and rims, and which just pisses me off to him. Point because didn't you just buy him? Yes, he did, and now he wants a bigger lift and bigger tires. So, I but it's his own money, and it's what he wants to yeah. do. So, but he um, also is learning how to run a business. So he's having to do estimates, and he's having to budget, and he's paying another kid to go with him. And so tonight we were talking. Yep, we talked to him tonight about, hey, you need to put some of that money aside each time you make some money and not go spend all of it because mm-hmm. what happens when you're back in that trailer up and you're oh so good and you run over their mailbox? Oops, there's got to be. That's a federal crime. Right? You're going to prison, son. So you know it was kind of funny. I mean, even today, like I mean, because he's doing his own thing with that and he's killing it and he's getting it's it's great because he's getting addicted to the money. He's getting addicted to the like. Oh, this is actually pretty cool. I can go out here. And the funny thing is, his buddies all work in retail, you know, and restaurants and, or, you know, fast food places. And he's sitting here adding up. And he's like, yeah, they make seven, whatever, 750 or 785 or whatever minimum wage is, right? So after taxes, they're taking home five bucks, you know. 
He's like, yeah, I made doing haul-offs today for six hours. I made what those guys make in a week. And some of them two weeks. He's like, because they're not, they work a part-time. He's like, they'd have to work like full-time hours for a week to make what I made today in six hours. And and most of it, he was driving the truck and going to the dump and hitting the button and dumping the trailer and loading up, going and loading another load. And it, it, so, but it's just one of those things. He's making the most of those circumstances right now. He's, he's just like, man, this is where I'm at. I'm killing it. You know, he's, he's ecstatic about it. And so I think it's just, everybody's got to be in that same frame of mind where I think it's, it's, uh we got to get everybody back to where, okay, how do we make this a positive thing? I, I thought I'd want, I want to go back to just normal and get our economy going again. But unfortunately it seems like I'm every governor and you mean you're not, you don't like just tell the governor what to do and he does it. Apparently not. He wasn't in the room. Uh, He wasn't in the room for that. I'm not in that circle, I guess, but I just, not in your uh, circumstance. Not one of my circumstances can't make that decision. I no. So anyway, so I think that what we what we're learning now is just the importance of what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with the the circumstance we're in? Well, and and this is another thing I talk about a lot. Go find the positive because there it's it's in there. You got a big toolbox full of stuff in there. You got negative and you got positive. You're always going to have it. You can choose to focus on the negative. And you can bitch and whine about it, and it will consume you. Or you can go find the positive out of it and leverage it. Yep. And, and it's 100%. your choice. 100%. It's the same circumstance. I was telling myself that earlier tonight. I literally kind of, I mean, I got fired up because today, you know, they came out and made you got, an well, announcement today. You got fired up? Yeah, weird, right? Is that new? Yeah. Uh, I'm trying something out new, getting fired up, but Weird. I, I, it's it's new how he's dealing with it. I, how about I put it that way? No, oh. is he stomping his feet still? <laughs> I uh, I fall, I just slam my body backwards into the ground and start kicking. It's <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. I didn't know you were that flexible. I mean, yeah, it's I'm impressive. Flexible for a big guy, <laughs> but I, you know, my main thing was I, I, you know, and this is kind of made me thinking out loud here, but I, I literally was stopping myself from getting upset and trying to be like, okay, hold on, hold on. Because I obviously, you know, can do not control what the governor does. I completely and thoroughly disagree with it. And if I had more time, I'd just troll the shit out of him online because <laughs> I think he's completely fucking up. But I, I, I think it's a bad move to choose, you know, this media issue that we're having over our economy for the, the state. And I think you're going to do a lot of damage, but I had to stop myself and think about it. I, as I just said 25 minutes ago or 20 minutes ago, or I'm having <laughs> the best fucking month I've ever had, best April I've ever had. Right. I had the biggest week of sales two weeks ago in the middle of this thing. So at what point do I have to be honest with myself and say, hey, what are you pissed about? Like, you're doing really well in this thing. Like, it's like this is an okay thing for me. I'm still selling stuff. I'm still getting paid very well. Because I'm having good numbers, but right that's now. the ground floor. The reason you're pissed is because you go to ten thousand feet. Right, that's that's the reason. And because I'm like, how do I just get it. back in my own? Because I don't work at a restaurant, but I'm mad that restaurants aren't open. You know what I mean? Or aren't aren't open to our? I, there's let's put it this way. I I kind of have just figured I have discomfort in this situation. I'm not necessarily affected by it. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have effect on me financially. Okay, and and what what the long game is, I don't know. I mean, maybe long game it does because it affects construction and that you know if people start losing their house. But you know, but the other thing is 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 it, it's 
it's me sitting here getting fired up over something that is really doesn't affect me as much as and you can't things, control right? it and like and i have zero control can't affect it you can't out control of it. my circle my circle of influence it's way out of it yeah. you know i mean it's nobody's listening to what i do you know or, or when i say oh okay let's just open the state back up and let's get after it they're not that's not no. what i like to do is i like to stomp my feet and say that's not fair right okay that's does that like. work yeah does it fix everything yeah most of the time they're like oh you're right you're right here um can we get you some taller shoes oh yeah I think I saw. I think I saw President on the you know talking on TV. Uh, we were going to do this, but then Jody stomped his feet and said it wasn't fair. So we decided to change our. Plan. The stomps heard around the country. <laughs> that guy. This just in. Wow. Jody stomped his feet and exclaimed, "That's not fair." <laughs> gung gung. I saw it. I saw it myself. Yeah. That wasn't an earthquake, people. That nope. was, that was <laughs> that me. Stop him up. 7.3 on Richter scale. I was that was pissed that day. That might be true. That might be true. <laughs> well, uh, we're getting close to our time here. Wrap it up a little bit. Any uh, last words of wisdom, Heather? Take us out on? Sometimes you, like, no decision is not an option. You just have to make a decision. Ooh. Can the decision be to hold? I don't know. I guess in some aspects, maybe yes, but in business, I feel like. Have you seen Braveheart? I mean, there's a there's a a Braveheart. There's a okay. So I I actually okay. I have seen Braveheart, but we were talking about this. I like he remembers movie lines and shit like that. That's because he's awesome. Yeah, I remember numbers. Like I have my credit card numbers memorized. You do. Yes. I think it's weird as shit. People are like, "Do you have your credit card number?" And I'm like. Fuck, all right, now, hold on, let me get my wallet out. Yeah, I'm driving. it's a Visa? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, do you have your credit card? And she's like, yep, 476647. I'm like, how do you? Do you remember, like, phone numbers of all the kids when you were growing up? I did, yeah. yeah. Did or do? I don't know, not so much anymore. Like, I I couldn't even hardly tell you my kids' phone numbers. 376 or 3767647 was Jason Curtis's. <laughs> Jason Curtis. <laughs> um... Three six two five seven six three was Travis Coons. Shout out Travis Coons, mm-hmm. Allstate Insurance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, but I feel like in business, like if you make if you're making a decision to just like hold and and not move forward with any additional advertising or whatever because of this time, you're you're making a decision. I think that I think you're making this. I don't know if it's the safe decision. It's just it's no decision, and I don't think that that's it's not it's not a non-decision it is a decision to to pause for a reason again it goes back to the thing you can pick it apart listen we're gonna we're gonna pause for a second we're gonna pause for three weeks then we're gonna get back to yes a time frame a, a on branding gonna, yeah. campaign and then we're gonna lean into so like doordash what they're doing right now All right so they've got a couple different campaigns going some of it has it relates to <laughs> them claiming that they're saving the restaurant industry but the other side of it is that they're getting back to, hey, food is good. It's good to eat. We're going to bring it to you. DoorDash. Mm-hmm. We deliver. Like it's, that's what you do. Yeah. Remind people that that's what you do. Remind people that food is good and you can still get it. Yeah. The, the, I mean, my personal philosophy on the DoorDash thing, you guys aren't saving the industry, the, the restaurant business. You guys are giving people an option that they just need to be reminded about. Like, 
there's a whole bunch of restaurants that are open right now and they're doing curbside service that no one knows about. Right. Unless you drive by and see the sign that someone made or yeah, <laughs> I don't their know why yeah, I don't know why they're so hokey. That's the other thing is they spend a little money. This spend is important. Some- this is an important time in your guys' uh business. Stop putting out white plastic signs with handwritten shit on it. How but you know what? That works. Made? That works. It was a white handwritten sign that says, we have TP that made me stop at that roadside grocery stand and grab toilet paper because we didn't have any. Good point. Good point. But I it's all about being desperate. Change mm-hmm. it, but yeah. Or, or just, I mean, if you got a franchise, man, think outside the box. Well, the franchise says we should do this. Okay. What else should you do? It goes back to that code conversation. The code's minimum. Your franchise recommendations are minimum. What else are you doing to break out of the the norm? Get yourself out there and remind people of what you do. Yes, there, that's actually great. That's exactly what we need. Like everybody, whether you're a restaurant, you're in the construction industry, you're do, whatever you're doing, remind people what you do. Educate people. Give them information right now. Everyone's chewing up information like you cannot believe. And there's this cool thing called the right? internet. Is information all over that thing? I'm more. I'm more of an online guy. I do the online yeah. more than the internet. But well, the interwebs for me. Sometimes I, love, I get on the, the www. Sometimes. Oh, I love the www. That's that's a little more old school for me. Dot com. I have all of them actually. Really? Yep. That's why you're successful. Just like I listen to both kinds of music, country and western. <sighs> that's why you had a great April. Mm-hmm. I know. You're blessed. Hashtag blessed. Okay, well, I think that's about what we've got for tonight. Uh, anything you, anything else there, Jodes? Coach, um, Coach Jodes? Coach Jodes. Ground level versus 10,000 feet. Be intentional about looking for different perspectives. Because they're there, man. Go talk to somebody that's been through a storm. They're going to tell you what you need to worry about. How many times have you flown on a plane? A lot. Yeah. So when it gets a little bit bumpy, you're like, yeah, it does that sometimes. It's called turbulence. I could explain the physics to you, but it's boring. Here's what you need to know. It'll be okay. That's all there is to know. Perspective. We'll be okay. Yeah. We'll get through it. Remember that, everybody. We will be okay. The storm will pass. But here's another thing, man. If your boat sucks, you either build a better boat or quit bitching. Sometimes a drift boat is not what you want when you're in a storm. Hook up a motor. Or at least paddle. Or a paddle, yeah. Do something. Do something. Blow yeah. in the sail. And the good news is, is we'll have another episode next week. Thank God. Till next time, kids. Bye-bye. <laughs>